to you on here. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brain Candy Podcast, episode 408. Woo! My God. We are trucking. Hello. I hope they still How- have weed available when it comes time for our 420 episode. That was one of the things I stockpiled before. Um, wh- How funny is that? That, that, that some, uh, when my, what, if I run out, then I have to be like, hey, Susie, can you supply me with some? You become my dealer. <laughs> Now that would be irony. Right. I'm like, wow, this really is the end of times. Susie, are you like, (laughs) are you rationing? Are you like, today I can do this much? Uh, Not really. Wow. More like, live on the edge. More like, no, yeah. I mean, I I guess it's like, I find that, you know, it's weird because, like, you know, I'm really, there's like a lot of projects to do at home. So sometimes I forget and I'm like, Oh, right. I have weed to smoke. Uh, it's the evening. Oh. You know, like, because I've just been like, you know, at nighttime when it's like, you know, work is done and time to like open up a yeah. bottle of wine or like, you know, have a little session and just relax and watch TV. I'm like building Ikea furniture and like, you know, or other yeah. furniture and like, you know, hanging stuff on the walls or, or cleaning like My a friend, crazy person. Kelly and I were just texting today about how in our mind we envisioned this time being sort of... um you know, like low key and Mm -hmm. a little more relaxing than normal life. But at least in my case, I have so much more work to do because my son is home. So we have to teach him, Mm -hmm. but I'm still working full time and my husband is as well. And so I have less time than I did before. Suze, it's weird. I feel, I mean, I, I, I've saved in the the time that I usually spend commuting, but Mm -hmm. I felt the same. I feel like I thought I was going to have, like, I was going to be bored or... Oh, I'm not bored. I am not either. And I'm like, oh my God, how do I get all this stuff done today? I have a longer to-do list. I don't know. Yeah. And your house gets messier because there's people in it all the time. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. (laughs) You know, for real. And like the, Mm -hmm. just like the time it takes to like clean everything, clean the kitchen. And after like cooking all of our own meals, because we're doing everything at home. And I thought maybe it wouldn't be too bad for you because you don't have a kid, but it doesn't make a difference, does it? No. Like you, you're still busy. Mm-hmm. Still busy. And uh, yeah. And then it just, you know, it's just like sw- kind of the things that you have to do to, to switch everything or to... Yeah. 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 Like, like all the cert- tech stuff. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. And it was like getting that all set up and, and you know, I, I, I'm just real happy that I'm no longer... Um, that I have a desk and I have like, you know, my office set up because I was like recording episodes with this microphone attached to the ironing board <laughs> and me sitting on a, a fold, like a, a, you know, fold out chair. That- That's one thing I've enjoyed on Instagram is watching like celebrity chefs and their, see their setups where it's like they put their phone on like a, you know, box of macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like everyone's just makeshift right now. Yeah. Oh, that's for sure. You're just like, how can I, you just make this work? Uh, my policy, as you know, and yours is too, is like, we don't want to talk about the bad stuff. We want to keep it light, have yeah, a man. lot of fun, um, and not really talk about the pandemic. Um, one thing I have noticed, however, just which... I think I was telling you, my feeling is that things like this put a magnifying glass on things that already exist. Correct. So I had said, systemically, we're seeing, you know, the 
class warfare is brought to light, the problems with health care, income equality, uh, stuff like that, child care. Mm-hmm. And then on a personal level, you see whether you really like your partner and if yes. you're a good parent and all this stuff. Right. Another thing that I think it put a magnifying glass on is how like out of touch a lot of wealthy people are. Oh my God. <laughs> like when I watch Insta Story and I'm like cringing because they're showing their pantry or whatever. And I'm just like, oh my God, most people don't have this. Stop. How about just space? Space. That Absolutely. Space is space, like a backyard. Resources. How about a backyard? Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. have a backyard anymore. Yeah. And yeah. I, it feels so different because yeah. if I just had an outdoor area to just go work out in, mm-hmm. that would, I mean, you can go to the park and everything like that, but it's different when it's your own home and you're like, yeah, it is like, and, and you know, there's like, I, I, there is a weird anxiety that I get when I go to leave the house. So it's like, do I really want to add that into my work, like working out, which is already like, what do they say? The heaviest weight at the gym is the door. So like yeah. now that the door is extra heavy when it has like, <laughs> it's covered in Corona stuff, <laughs> you know? So like, I'm like, no, I'll just stay in. But yeah, yeah. I mean, just from sort of a anthropological or sociological perspective, I'm finding it very fascinating to see how people behave differently under these circumstances, how, um, you know, wealthy people behave versus, um, people who are maybe food insecure, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. All I can do is find it interesting or I'll scream. So that's what I'm choosing to do. Good. And I, this, it's been so like, you know, Ren and I just moved in together. We just started dating. Nobody was going to expect that we were going to have a pandemic where we would then have to stay. Like, we're fantastic. Like, I mean, it's so, you know, it's like normal stuff that like, you know, we're like normal. It's not like one of those couples who's like, oh my God, no, we never fight. No, we have like discussions and we talk about how we feel about things. But man, it has been so like... Oh my God, Validating. I really can live with this person because <laughs> like, good. we are good. Like I am, this guy, this is my person. Well, and I would argue this is one of the worst times for most people. Most people are not at their best when they're Correct. stressed and scared and all of that. So if you can survive this, I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of hope. Right. You know, and I was saying this, like everybody, I always say this, that everybody starts the day with a certain, like a hundred emotional dollars and you get to, you know, divvy that, that, that dollar amount out. And if you, and like recognizing that there are a lot of things that kind of steal those emotional dollars. And so when we are in arguments with our partner or children or whoever, um, you know, kind of taking a look like what's, what, how full is my emotional bank account right now? If you've already spent 50 emotional dollars on leaving the house and going to get groceries and then 25 on like, you know, worrying about getting, when you get home and all that, and then you just like your job and all this stuff, you are depleted and funds are Mm -hmm. low at the end of the day. So like first doing things to fill that bank account, emotional bank account by connection and by, you know, validating each other and the experience that you're going through and how tough this is and then fill that bank account and then go into, you know, whatever the discussion is or, or, you know, argument or whatevs. But if that bank account isn't full, that emotional bank account isn't full, mm -mm, you will be overdrawn and, you know, owing more. And it's like, not good. So you first have to check in. How can I fill that emotional bank account? Like have a good conversation with a friend, you know, do something for your mental health or for your physical health. And then 
say, okay, let's engage back with this, you know, in the emotional mm, moment. Easier said than done. I'm saying this is like, do as I say, not as I do. Because like, I am, these are all reminders to, you know, myself all the time, as in, as is everything that we talk about. So that is our advice for you right now, but we're going to talk about other crap. Okay. Yeah, man. I love other crap. (laughs) We love crap. Mm -hmm. So today I wanted to talk to you about I was like, especially stories about crap. That's funny. (laughs) I know. I have no poop stories, which is really disappointing. I know. That's all right. We'll carry on. Yes. Um, I've read about a social science project that's been going on for 50 years, which I had not heard of. You know, usually these long ones, you tend to hear about like the uh, marshmallow one that you guys use. Yes. They tend to, I had never heard of this one. It's called the Draw a Scientist Project. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So they ask the kids Mm -hmm. at school to draw a scientist and then you can over time see if things change in terms of how we perceive what a what a prototype of a scientist looks like. Mm-hmm. So um, when they started it 50 years ago, they had 5,000 kids draw scientists. Of 5,000, only 28 drew a woman, which oh, doesn't surprise me. Of 5,000? Well, yeah, but I mean, it was 50 years <sighs> well, ago. I know, but okay, but still. <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're talking about 0.5% were women. Okay. Wow. So... Thankfully, they continued to test, and um, currently, what would you guess is the current number, uh, percentage? It was 0.5%. I'm going to say... I think you're going to get it. I would say... I want to say it's real high. I think it's going to be 38%. Wow, that's a really good guess. It's 28%. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's good. That's so hopeful. That's much, much better. Yep. Still not great. And what we're seeing in terms of the breakdown is even more fascinating, I think. Mm. So, and you won't be surprised, I'm sure, because um, first of all, the big gap is with boys. Mm -hmm. So the girls drew females 45% of the time. Boys only 5%. Yeah. Wow. Of course. So 95% of boys drew a male scientist. Um, Shout out to another, those five percent of boys I who know. drew the woman. I wonder what their parent, what field their mother is in. I was going to say, I'm sure they had seen a female scientist, right. also known as a scientist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love when you say that. So, <laughs> so then, another distinction is that young girls, six years old, drew females seventy uh-huh. percent of the time because they. They see they tend to draw themselves, yes. someone that looks like them. But by the time they got to about ten, wow. that number goes down to much much lower. Jeez, that's fascinating. So we're you can see that they've been indoctrinated from the time they're six to say sixteen. You get a lot of messages telling you that a man is a scientist, and as such. It shifts and you start to absorb that information. And that's the part that makes me sad is that it wasn't innate. It just, you know, yeah. Right. That is really interesting. I wonder if you took stereotypically male, well, no, like, I wonder like when, at what age 
Like, will the same little girls who drew the female scientist draw a female trash collector, a female mm. firefighter, a female... So, like, they, I, would for, want, I would want to see it expanded to other... Because if this is just, like, an age in which yeah. everybody just draws themselves as, you know... Well, because, don't worry. Like, they've already done oh, this. <laughs> I love this study. This is great. That's, that's what some people thought. Oh, they're just drawing it. Like, it's dismissive. Like, people were trying to say, oh, it's not sexist. It's, it's just what people do. Um, but when they were asked to draw a teacher, you can imagine... Oh, yeah. What they drew. And so it was specific to scientists. Um, And they did it to other professions as well. Interesting. I didn't see trash collector, but, you know, anything that was stereotypically female, you know, was reflected Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in that way. So we have seen improvement, but we got a long way to go. And another thing that the article brought up was was whether these people were drawing them as all white. That's my next question. Yeah. So the problem with knowing that is we don't know what crayons they were given. Mm, correct. And we yeah. don't know what colors they had as options. So maybe they should expand it to include, you know, that kind of data. Yeah. Oh, but I mean, I think we can guess. Yeah, of course. It's annoying. Yeah. 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 Um, what well, that, is not annoying yes. is when you're sitting at home and really hungry and you don't know what to eat and then you're like, oh wait, I know, HelloFresh Yes. Is the oh my gosh, this is the best right now. Hello. It is the best because HelloFresh has a system where they send you the ingredients that you need for a really yummy home-cooked meal right to your door. They give you a recipe, which are delicious. Delicious. Oh my it God. really... And you can then replicate them later mm-hmm. if you love that recipe. You know I do that. Um, I do too. And you learn a lot about cooking. Lincoln always helps me make the meals. Um, they're pre-portioned and they found that there is far less waste because it's tailored to the size of your family. So you're going to save money that way. Sustainably, it's great. And it freaking saves you time. And frankly, money. deliveries to your door these days are heroic and wonderful and this is another example of that. Um, and you can add extra stuff like yummy sides, desserts, garlic bread, stuff like that, and change the delivery days, whatever yep, you need. Yep, they're, yep. they're for you, and they have a deal. It is now is the time to try this. Um, go to HelloFresh.com slash BrainCandy10, and then use the code BrainCandy10, and you get 10 meals, in, free meals, including free shipping. So you go to HelloFresh.com slash BrainCandy10 and use code BrainCandy10 for 10 free meals, including free shipping. It's the perfect time to do this. That's amazing. And you know what? Sorry. My my little uh, tip is I'm in a household with only two people, but we order for four and then we save it for lunch the next day. Yeah, we did that too. Well, because we're we're a family of three. Oh, right. So you think, do we want two or four? And that is a good option because then you have some left over. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. You were talking and I totally interrupted you. But anyway, the study. I what it was about. I just, I love these types of studies because they're so easy to conduct, but they tell us so much culturally. Yes. It's just so important. Well, and this this shows how, you know, I think back to um, the the, uh, art that we have for sale that's the um, Make Herstory, you know, with the female uh, astronaut and she's like mm-hmm. on the moon and you can customize it to like look like however you want and yes. um, I was thinking like so I have one of the like you know printed 
uh, I don't know, mock-ups or like originals or whatevs that I have framed. Mm -hmm. And it's of the African-American like character, like Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, that I drew and cartoon cartoon and curly hair and all that looking super cute. And I was like, I'm going to just save that. And I'm going to put that up in, you know, my house when I have kids, because like, I want it to be filled with images that represent like a whole bunch of different people and different looks and different like you know so like i think about like introducing your kids to scientists introduce them to neil degrasse tyson introduce Mm -hmm. them to kate the chemist introduce them to you know to people who are outside you know instead of just bill nye and things like that so how what we expose kids to is so it's so important representation really does make a difference yes um, I even said that to Adam, as I mentioned on the last episode, after watching Tiger King, I just was like, I get really tired of not seeing women represented on screen as much as men, you know, yeah. even just the yeah. amount is annoying to me. Well, uh, and on, in the same, like think, speaking of the last episode, I was thinking the same thing about Love is Blind and said to Ren, where are any uh, other, like, they never have any characters from Asian backgrounds or Asian cultures on reality hmm. shows. It feels like they didn't have anybody. Yeah. It was like you have the white cast, then you have a few uh, black characters or you know, cast members, and then you have a few uh, cast members who are maybe like ethnically ambiguous. And besides that, like yeah. that's it. Yeah, it's not ideal. And I'm just glad we've come a long way, but... We got a long way to go. Yeah, so we got to have pictures like that up and, and read books like that and all that stuff. You know. I read a great um, article. It was actually from a couple of years ago because I'm trying to avoid um, pandemic articles yes. constantly. So I go into my little archives and read some things I've been meaning to read. And it was a New York Times article about envy and Ooh. what envy can teach you. And I loved it because, let's face it... <laughs> This is a universal thing that we all have. Yes. We covet whatever it is, maybe how somebody looks or the life they lead or their success or whatever. Um, but they were arguing that you can use it yeah. to help you become a better person and also learn more about yourself because they were arguing that envy, what it really is, is a secret admiration. Do you Ooh. agree with that? Yes. I'm envious yeah. of that because I want that. And I want mm-hmm. that. And so I admire what they have. And I think that's why practicing gratitude can change that because if you become grateful for like what you have, then it like builds up, you know, your own, I don't know, feelings of that rather than like feeling it towards somebody else. Yeah. And it was saying that it can help you become more self-aware about mm. your vision of excellence. Ooh, because I was just going to ask you, what kind of things are you envious of when you see pictures? Like for me, what pops into my mind is travel. Oh. Like people who are, are taking all the pictures like on those beautiful islands and at beaches with sand and on, jumping off boats. And I'm always just like, oh, I want to be that. I want that. Yeah, just like yes. that. That's how I look I think at Instagram. That's a very common. Oh, I want that. That's that's the noise I make when I look at it too. Yeah, <laughs> it's guttural. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I probably am envious of youth and oh. um, beauty in particular. Uh, 
like when it seems like they just um, ooze it naturally. Yeah. Freaking Zoe Kravitz. Oh, <sighs> gosh. I don't even envy her. I just want to look at her all day. All day. I just started watching High Fidelity, and I just, like, the close-up. I'm like, she's, like, not even wearing any makeup. And I'm like, oh, you are the most beautiful creature ever. <laughs> and I'm, I am envious because I just am, like, admire her so much. And you're right. That is it. Yeah, and we see it as, you know, the ultimate or the goal um, or, as they say, the vision of excellence and how it was saying that that emotion, other emotions sort of like come and go. Like you might be sad one day, but then the next day you feel better. Whereas envy, it says envy takes no holidays. And I was like, fuck. This is, is super interesting, Suze. I, <laughs> I love this and I love the idea because now it's making me think about all the things that I am envious of, like times mm-hmm. where I am envious of somebody and how that really does show where your priorities are. Priorities mm-hmm. are because like I am not envious of fancy cars or yeah. like the big no. house. Like I don't yeah. care about any of that stuff. But if you have like a well-decorated, even teeny tiny apartment and like cute, into, I'm like, oh, I'm envious of that, uh-huh. like, like lit house decorating stuff, which is like something I care about a ton. I'm envious of um, people in my in the scholarly world who study what I do, but are have have more success. Oh yeah, you know, or get That's more tough. attention, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, like work stuff, which you know, I'm sure everybody. Yeah. If somebody's like killing it in your field. It's hard not to feel less than. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But at the end of the article, there was this passage, which I'll read to you. Um, the writer said, recently I watched a documentary focused on some people who have committed much of their lives to keeping young people out of jail. Lying on my couch, I could have gone cynical with something like, the system is hopeless. But it was manifest that I envied the devotion of these loving and generous souls, and so I started to lacerate myself with the thought that instead of writing about envy, I should hearken it to hearken to it and spe- spend more time helping those kids on the brink of falling into the slammer, and maybe I will. So yes. like, if you can kind of identify it in yourself mm-hmm. and then take a different path and say, you know what? I could actually just try to be more like that. Yes. Especially if it's something noble. How not do I like I just want to be like hot. Zoe Kravitz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the harder ones. Because maybe you have something that Zoe Kravitz would would be, be envious of physically. Yeah. Well, it's funny because in this in this show, there um it's just like the movie of High Fidelity, if you've seen that, but they have it with, yeah. where the main character, and it's so cool because they use the same lines from the movie, even the same oh. wardrobe, and they gave her the same name as him. Her name's Rob, and it's so cool how they do it. I think it's, if you mm. love that movie, which I do, it's such a cool show, and I love how they did it, and I'm like mm. quoting this show like along with the show that I've never seen the episode of oh, because cool. I know what's going to come next. I know what they're going to say. The casting is fantastic. It's all super good. Um, so in this show, she, she's going through, uh, all of her like top five worst breakups. And then she meets up with them and like, see like what, what happened, you know, what does it all mean kind of thing. And so she meets up with this one woman named Kat, who's like the coolest. And she's like, she was so cool. I was never cool enough to be with her. And I'm sitting there looking at the screen, like 
I don't believe that for a goddamn second. Yeah. She's not cool enough to be with you. I'm like, that's a stretch. And, you know, Mm. like, you could see, like, Zoe Kravitz is, like, her, like, acting like she's, you know, kind of, um, you know, more insecure around her. And I was like, wow, that must have been, she's a good actress because. (laughs) It's a stretch. It's a stretch. And, you know, (laughs) it was like, and they make it so, like, this girl's an Instagram influencer. And it's just a really, I think they did a really good job with this show. And I love it. So, yes. Anyways, I like back that type of thing. No, yeah, I like it. I like because um, it forces you to reflect if you yes. can identify it within yourself and be like, what do I really envy here? Do I really or... Yeah, and, and even, then, if, yeah, even yeah. if it is a material thing, even if it is like, oh, I envy like that car. Well, how do you think that person got that car? I mean, given mm-hmm. it wasn't just like, you know, you're... But like... Just like that movie, I go back to that uh, uh, American Greed. Is it American? No. What's it called? Generation Wealth. Generation Wealth, where there are negative, there are, are consequences. There are, are, there's like a trade-off. So you may envy something for what they have, but if it is the big house, does that mean that they're working like crazy and they don't have, they're like away from their family and they like, they're mm-hmm. sacrificing something to have that. So are you willing to sacrifice those same things to have that? And if so, then yeah, just do that. And then there you go. But Well, no matter what size house you have, whether it's big or small, you're going to want to protect it. And that's why you should try Ring. Or yes. if you just want to know what's coming to your door, packages or who's ringing the doorbell, if you're home or not, you can stay connected to your house um, because everything shows up right there on your phone and it will tell you, you get an alert, you can see, hear, and speak to the person right from your phone. Um, And they have HD video, two-way audio features on these devices. And they, you know, make you feel safer. They help you know what's going on at your own house, which we're all in right now. Mm -hmm. So, and I was hearing, um, there's all these weirdos like going to the door, pretending to be like the gas company right now. I guess the burgling business is difficult when everyone's home. Oh, my God. (laughs) So they're getting creative. And I just want to be like, listen, we're not opening that door, Corona. Anyway, so you got to be careful even if you are in the house. Get a special offer on one of Ring's video doorbells when you go to ring.com slash brain candy. Start building custom security for your home today. Again, go to ring.com slash brain candy. There you go. Yeah. Protect your dwelling. Yes. What a um, cool article. And I'm going to think about that. Yeah. That's like one of those that's, you know, so we talk about these things sometimes where it just kind of sits in my mind for the next week or so, you know? Well, and how could it not when that's all we're doing on Instagram? No joke. <laughs> it's the whole thing. Mm. But we're I have, bragging and yeah. then being mad that we don't have someone else's life. No joke. That is exactly what's going on. But it has been nice to see how some people, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're just regular. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you really do have to find the good in all this stuff or else you'll go crazy. Like Pink thought she could give herself a haircut and ruined that. (laughs) And so, like, I've been there, you know. And, like, Jimmy Fallon's trying to, like, read his monologue and get through breakfast. And his little kid is, like, the little girl is, like, slapping him in the face with silly putty. And I'm just like, (laughs) I swear they should keep doing that. They should keep doing that. It's so funny. I just Mm -hmm. discovered that this morning. And I'm like, that's how every – we should just change it to be like that. That's hilarious. Right, because it's – more accurate and it's not shiny it's right. just real it is real let's get real you know how we feel about reality tv we sure do we feel like it well 
not, sometimes not real. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a really funny video on Business Insider. I love their uh, feed because they just answer. It's basically right up my alley. Like anything you've ever been curious about or didn't know you that even existed, they talk about. So this was about, apparently UPS has a training program for new recruits Mm -hmm. and you have, they, they set up all these simulations on what to do in certain circumstances. So in this factory or wherever the heck it is, warehouse, they created this sort of slab of ice (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I can see where we're going then, with this. this. is great. They strap these people into a full harness, kind of like, um, I don't know, what you would wear, like almost a skydiving type harness, but yep. then it's attached straps that are on the ceiling. And then you have to carry this big ass package and try to navigate the ice and they teach you how to do it safely, which I would love to know the answer. This is uh, just... I would like to know that too. <laughs> right. Like what's the secret to ice walking? Yeah. And as somebody who's grown up in Southern California, I do not have a lot <laughs> of experience. So, uh, you know, anything that you can do to prepare me, it, should I encounter such an event or experience, please. And I would love, like, I, I don't know if they have this, but do they simulate like dog attacks? I was thinking the exact same thing, Suze. I'm like, what other things? What about just like... <laughs> what are all the hazards? What, what if it were like, you know how like UPS has to get signatures for something? For stuff? Yeah. What if one of them was just like an enticing woman in a nightgown and you had to like <laughs> politely decline? That is one of my fantasies. Oh, a UPS guy opening the door? Not and you're specifically all like- UPS, but like anybody that comes to your house, like a plumber, really? handyman, even like a room service person. <laughs> Wow, we have very different fantasies. That is well, really just funny. because they would be so excited. Oh my gosh! They would be so and happy. You do love enthusiasm, and <laughs> that's all I that's, like. Yes. Period. You're like, I just want them to just like. Want I can't me. even do my job. I need to do you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. This is a narcissist fantasy. Oh, that's so funny. And you know, <sighs> here I am in my fantasy. I go to their job. I go to the masseuse. <laughs> Right. You're so much more considerate. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh god. Right, but like I that's a good question. Do they tell them here's what could happen? Someone might come on to you. Well, I you mean, know. I this is a very different industry, but one of the biggest <laughs> things that we discuss in ethics and like we have whole books on is therapy doesn't mean sex and like how like not having sex with your therapist or clients they say or whatever. This? Oh, it's a huge section in the book. Because that's well, like a big problem. Oh, I believe it because I've had that fantasy too. Well, there you go. Yeah. So, well, yeah. not not with a lady, but right. Yeah, but I think that's <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's interesting. I don't. Well, what do they tell you to do? Don't Just... do it. Like obviously. <laughs> but, but how do you talk to your client about it? You just oh, say, "Listen." If the client has feelings for you. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can definitely discuss those boundary issues because usually that means something that's <laughs> like, issues. if they have feelings that there's something about that, whether that's, um, uh, uh, they feel vulnerable and what they're missing is like the ability to be vulnerable with another person. So that like makes it seem like closeness or like it's, you know, so you have to kind of break down why the client has those feelings. And if you can do that, then they, you can get the client to recognize that you don't really like the therapist. You just like the way the therapist makes you feel. And how can you get somebody else that is 
uh, uh, better suited. Be, yes, a more appropriate <laughs> person to have those same kind of like, you know, if you can be vulnerable with them and you can open to them, you can get the same kind of feelings from somebody else who, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I guarantee you, in the same way that therapy, it would be fascinating, like, to hear people's true private lives or at least what they're willing to share. Mm-hmm. It would be, it's similar with friggin' UPS delivery people because imagine how much of a glimpse they get into how people truly live their lives. Oh my gosh. That's be so it, funny. Yeah. You know, whether it's the per- thing that comes to your house, the delivery that's fascinating or the, like what's going on in your house when you open the door or whatever, because people live very strange lives that they you sure couldn't do. even imagine. Yep. And- there was a, an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm in this new season where um, one of uh, uh, Larry David's friends, as a joke, sends him a blow-up doll, a blow-up sex doll. And yeah. the postman knows exactly wh- what that is in that box. It says like on the, the box... The like discreet package. Yes, not it's really from discreet. like discreet company. Like it says, it, I think that's the name of the company, like discreet <laughs> shipping. And then, right? It's so funny. And then um, it says on the box, do not cut with knife. Do not like oh careful what opening. And so him knowing that, then the postal worker, I guess, has something <laughs> against Larry David and goes to another person's house and says, your neighbor, Larry David, he has a sex doll. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you know that? I'm a postal worker. I know what's in those packages. I and believe that. I was like, damn, they totally know what's in all those packages. Do you think they really do? I mean, not the ones from like Amazon or whatevs, but sometimes yeah. I think, yes. Yeah, me too. Damn it. You know? I'm not ordering dolls. Yeah, what are you ordering, Suze? (laughs) I'm a private person. What if your mail carrier's like, man, they sure get a lot of gummy tits and dicks? (laughs) Sarah, that's such a good point. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow, there sure is a lot of stuff that comes from this. uh, What is it? (laughs) What what is the, the... That one's called... Box of dicks or... Bag of tits bag or something? Of dicks. Wow, they get a lot of bags of dicks. So. <laughs> she loves gummy dicks. What if that well, were like the only gummy that you liked? Like you only liked gummy <laughs> stuff if it were in the shape Stop of penises. Peni? Silent laughing. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, okay. I do love my postal worker, though, because they always come and pick up my stamps.com packages, which yes. I'm so thankful for. Um, cause I don't have to leave my house now to send stuff, which I'm sure you guys are thinking about doing now, because let's face it, you need to be home more. You need to, uh, do more things, uh, remotely. Mm-hmm. So stamps.com is such a great option and you get five cents off every first class stamp. You get up to 40% off USPS shipping rates and they do any type of mail, so 24-7, any letter, any package, any class of mail, anywhere you want to send it. They got it. Print it out, slap it on the package, and put it out, and your postal worker will come grab it. It's a no-brainer. You save time and money. And right now, our listeners get a special offer. It includes a four-week trial. Now's the time to try it. Yeah, for Plus, sure. Free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in brain candy. That's stamps.com. Enter brain candy. Stay safe, my friends. Yes. Okay. Next up on my list. Yep. Um, okay. There is a secret room. Ooh, I'm already <laughs> into it. <laughs> 
behind Abraham Lincoln's hair Lincoln's hairline on Mount Rushmore. Oh, I did not know that. But like, what goes on in the secret room? So the person that was in charge of creating Mount Rushmore proposed that there be a secret cavern um, where they could put, you know, almost like what's that movie Nicolas Cage was in where they like stole the Declaration of Independence or something? National Treasure? Yes. Wow. Why do I know that? Wow. Wow. (laughs) National Treasure. It felt like that where he was like, let's put important documents and we can preserve like really special stuff from the government. So then the guy that did this, he passed away and then his family had to like petition to make his, his dream a reality. And so they did. And so they, um, created this it looks like a cave but fancier there's like marble everything and they have like fancy important documents and um just stuff historical stuff and i thought that was really cool and i was thinking about how you know the pyramids how there's all Mm -hmm. those rooms and crap in those things and a lot of times we're like why what's what was the significance maybe it was just some guy that was like hey we should do this cool thing right well i mean (laughs) So other people would argue that the pyramids were other things. But those tombs, for sure. What, um, do you, what is the conspiracy theory again? Oh, um, the pyramids? That it, yeah. the Nile River used to flow right underneath the pyramids, and they were yeah. an energy conductor that would somehow, with how the water flowed, either gave off a hum or some sort of mm-hmm. light or some sort yeah. of like... But it was energy. like energy because all of the walls are... They're like more like uh, connecting corridors than they are like rooms like they're they're designed but the tombs tombs and pyramids are different tombs are where we find the mummies and those have doors with a bunch of stuff in it like you're saying you know right yeah right right but not to be a debbie downer on this guy and his plan but (laughs) if you were gonna pick a secret room to hide national documents Uh uh-huh i feel like you're putting it in the most obvious place (laughs) You literally, like, (laughs) I wonder where the national documents could be. I don't know, maybe behind the presidents. Like, that seems like, like, usually you want to hide, like, big important stuff in, like, someplace where people won't find it. Maybe it wasn't meant to be uh, hidden, per se, but more um, preservation and, like, add meaning. I don't know, though. Yeah. like You're right, though. Come on, dude. "Mm, That's, like, an obvious one. It's like when Lincoln hides behind the curtains and you can see his feet below. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't um, know where it is. You know, it's the first place like, I would look. What's Lincoln's the other hair. one? The same, I think it might be the same tribe that did the Geronimo one. What the fuck? I'm getting it all wrong. I have no idea, but Geronimo was a person, I thought. Yeah, it is. Oh, right, right. Oh, you mean like the, 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 the sculpture, like the. Yes. The, I went to the one. What the fuck is that oh, one's name? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Falling horse yes, or something? Yes, 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 that. It's crazy some, horse. Wo- crazy horse. I was going to say wounded horse. No, it's wounded knee. Crazy horse. Got it. Wounded <laughs> knee. This is so funny. Terrible. Yeah. This shows how bad of a job they did in my generation of teaching Native American I history. Because yeah. I should really know that. And that's terrible. The end. But isn't it? I went to see Crazy Horse, and I think that it's not done. It's it's been in progress for like thirty fucking years. Yeah, I remember that too. I remember you telling I, me this. I feel, I feel like they have 
run out of money maybe or something. Mm. It looks real good, but it's not done yet, you guys. Not going to work on that. You still visit it, yeah. though. Interesting. <laughs> Any hoodles, moving on. Um, but okay, real quick, next- that makes me think of the secret... Because re- this is like a, a sort of a subject change. But do you know about <laughs> this, this secret room that's in the top of the Matterhorn? Ooh, no, like, I'm into it. So I heard, and I don't know if this is just Disney folklore or like urban legend or whatever, but mm-hmm. I heard that in Anaheim, in the city where Disneyland is, in order for a a single-story structure to be a certain height, it has to be a sports arena. Oh. And so they put a basketball hoop in no. the Matterhorn so that it technically qualifies as a sporting, like a gymnasium or something. See, that makes me mad. <laughs> Like the workaround, <laughs> them bending the rules. Yeah, like because that. if that's an arena, then or like a sporting, like or like a something like that. I don't even know the exact words, but and that's a dumb rule anyway. Right? Why would only sport buildings need to be a certain height and nothing else? Like more need? like one room, like one one story could only be. I think that had to do with oh. I don't know, maybe like like. Um, structurally uh-huh. like in order to to not build buildings that weren't structurally sound oh great so the matterhorn is basically like a death trap with a <laughs> basketball hoop in it. well i don't think that maybe when they d- developed this rule they were thinking that somebody would go and build a mountain that was hollow <laughs> in the middle of the city like that seems like maybe a little more like th- but if somebody were like i'm gonna build this house and houses can only be one story okay well i'm gonna make that one story 50 feet tall you know like people would get around it in that way like the opposite uh-huh. where it's okay. like oh right. you know if that rule isn't there then i can be a a you know like make a house one story yeah. but super big and then that would like right. obstruct views i'm just playing the other side of it i no, have no idea right. if this is even real i know there's a bunch of people who love disney out there so i hope somebody tells me because i feel they like they know everything everything so my brother is basically like an honorary doctor of disney yeah. lore i should ask him I w- i'm surprised that hasn't become one of those like phds that people get where they totally. like, design their own PhD. I mean, if Will, if Will, I almost said Will Smith. Nope. Will Shorts did it with um, uh, games and puzzles. Mm-hmm. He's like the first doctor of puzzles. And so That's adorable. I, right? Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and now, but now I'm mad because crosswords puzzles are freaking gendered and the patriarchy is, had his hand in that too after I learned that on a few episodes back. From you. Yeah, everything is. We're so, fucked. you know, now I'm like, mm, Here's do a- I even like little shorts anymore? I don't know. <laughs> Here's a uh, trivia, Disney trivia that my brother Paul told me. He was talking about how, um, technically speaking, like in terms of the record books, mm-hmm. there have been no deaths at Disney World because Disney World is like a sovereign place. So it's it doesn't have to follow the rules of, for example, like the city of Orlando. Mm. So when somebody, and they have their own police force and everything. So when somebody does die at Disney, they take them off property and then declare them dead yep. outside. Oh my God. So technically it is the happiest place on oh earth. Oh my God. Or at least the most lo- alive place on earth. <laughs> right. But there's all sorts of things like that, and it really is fun to learn because you see how not only was 
Disney creative genius. I, I think it might have been his brother Roy that was sort of the business genius. Mm-hmm. But my God, they covered all the bases. They thought wow. of everything. Yeah, that's crazy. Love him or hate him, you got to tip your hat to that ingenuity. That that would that's a a big one to have to just go mm-hmm. because then, oh, man, I wonder if. Well, I guess if you're like trying to keep somebody alive, oh, they pronounce them. So like technically, they could die. Oh in- yeah. Okay, so it's not they're like dead. they're waiting to... Tr- yeah, they're dead. I see. Mm, but they just don't declare so them dead until they're off the property. Gosh, I was watching a... I've been doing a lot of watching of a lot of stuff lately. So like every story you say, I'm like, <laughs> reminds me of this thing I saw on Netflix. Um, <laughs> that is not the show explained. Thank you, people. Um, but there, it was just like some medical drama. And they were... Uh, one, one of the doctors was like transporting somebody that he knew was going to die after like recovering from the surgery that like didn't go well to another hospital or some other hospice so that they could keep the doctor's numbers up and no. like, tra- like this was a medical drama but like it made oh, me think right. like are people fucking doing this because like <laughs> i mean you know art imitates well. fiction as they say yeah you know? i for sure well it imitates life it, in life, this case life, fiction life. but yes i art, mean it's life yes yeah, that's that stuff creeps me out. I, yeah. I'm going to keep my head in the sand on those things. Yeah. Woo, that took a dark turn. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Did you did you see on our Instagram? I was encouraging our brainiacs to take the free course at Yale. Oh, cool! Yeah, the most popular course. That's the happiness course. Um, what? It's I like the take science. That. Yeah, you can sign up. I wonder um, who's the professor. Do you know? It's a woman. She's real cute. She has brown curly hair but i'm not sure what her name is and she um opens it up for free to anyone that wants to take it so you can watch all the lectures and and stuff and it's just really i'm interested in this subject because i study prosperity gospel but i mean even if you just want to know the science of well-being it's fantastic that was my favorite class in one of my favorite classes if not my favorite in undergrad was um the psychology of happiness Mm, yeah, they, I, I mean, was surprised it's that they even offered that. Well, the, it's helpful just to understand human behavior. It's very hard to put things into practice. And that's the professor said that too, that like you would think that because I teach this class that I'm like doing great, but humans are very hard to like yes. untrain, <laughs> Yes, you know, to shift our natural behaviors <sighs> so and um, tendencies. But just a few things that I learned on the during the first class yeah. that I thought were notable. Um, we in America prescribe antidepressants at four hundred times oh. what we did twenty years ago. Oh my god! Four hundred times. Oh my god! And that is shocking. Oh my god! Now, granted, there are a lot more drugs to be used now than there were twenty years ago, but still, that's not that long ago. It's not that long ago, and that's like. After the second, that's like a second wave of pharmaceuticals, I think. So that's mm-hmm. like once we've already had the, the, a lot of the newer stuff. 
I mean, 20 years ago was like yesterday, really. Yeah, for sure. And um, she was, when she was describing how she still makes the same mistakes everyone else does, she was, she calls it the G.I. Joe fallacy, which is knowing is not half the battle because we all know that what makes us better is to spend time outside, to meditate, to have routines, to be um, connected with our community, but like we don't do it. This is what I go, I, I was talking about last week on the, or last episode on the, um, the ABCs of we want to make that change. We want to do it. We know what those mm-hmm. things are, but we don't have a way to turn it into like a, a, make it a reality to like translate that want into action in our life. So we have to like come up with a formula to do it in like well, small little ways. it's a lot ways. of work. It's, you have to be super, you have to prioritize that. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. we're tired. <laughs> so tired. <laughs> but it's like we don't do the thing like like yeah why do we do that why do we know what's good for us but we don't do it it's so hard right it's the curse of humanity but really um is. you know we just got to try to do our best the, one of the things i like about the class is the it includes some things like quizzes that you can take to learn about yourself so that Ooh, then, i love that yeah knowing your own um strengths and weaknesses can be helpful in determining which approach will improve your well-being. So like my greatest strengths were uh, a love of learning, humor, and love, like Mm. being loving. But my worst were teamwork (laughs) 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 and um, prudence, like, like caution or, you know, just being careful and things like that. But I think anyone that took that quiz would really enjoy hearing what they're good at and what they could use some work in. Or I am going to finish this and take that quiz immediately <laughs> after we're done recording. Yeah, because then you can, whatever she teaches in the course or wherever you read or whatever, you then can filter through that lens of knowing, here's what I'm good at, here's what I'm not, and, and make adjustments accordingly. Yes. Yeah. And it's kind of like learning what you know, what kind of body type you have, how you respond, like what food, yeah. is the, what diet is the best for you. Cause what like exercise you can stick to. Yes. There's not a one yeah. size fits all. And then, you know, cause they could say, oh, you just have to exercise and eat well. Well, that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And like, you know, different things will work for different people. And so that's a really good way to approach it. I love yeah. that. And I just wanted to remind everyone if they didn't sign up, they still can. It's totally free. And, you know, it might give you something to do while you're in your house and maybe a little wanting, wanting to learn while yes. your life is disrupted. Yes. You can do that. Yes, I love this. Okay, next up, um, I read a great article about the history of lip syncing. Oh, my fun. gosh. That is so funny. Who knew Tell there was me. even a history? Tell me. Well, it was doing it through the lens of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes which is sort of a celebration of a lot of things, including lip syncing and the performance of that. Um, and it was talking about how you, we kind of take it for granted that lip syncing is just a thing and it never, it's sort of like the high five. Like it's just a thing. Right, and- but we learned that that <laughs> it was invented somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like that because there was a moment when there was a musical that was being made way back in the early days of film and they were singing it on set and it just wasn't working. 
and it wasn't coming across the way it was supposed to, and it was hard also to dance and sing well at the same time. So one guy on set was just like, hey, we should do this, and play the track, and then you guys just sort of simulate that you're singing even though you... And we would all think, well, of course, but that was the first time anyway. That's so crazy. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. Because... I guess when you really think about it, why would anyone have ever done it before? And here I was thinking it was Millie Vanilli who invented that. <laughs> well, they they talk about it how, you know, then you had um, this thing put into like bars. It was sort of like a jukebox, but it was called a scopitone. And oh the scopitone would play music, but then they needed like visual imagery to go along with it. And this was before music videos. And have you ever seen Nancy Sinatra's Boots Are Made for Walking? Oh, you know what? I feel like I've seen like a clip of it. Probably. It's yeah. Because so are there white boots? Yeah. I've seen this. Yes. Yeah. But I, I don't remember it. Like I just so remember the color of the boots. it looks like Nancy and all these ladies are just sort of dancing on a stage, maybe like a live performance for a TV show or something. Mm-hmm. But really it was to put in the scopitone so that you could see all you know, something while the song played wow. and that they lip synced to it. And, uh, they did that with a lot of songs. And then of course we have the monkeys. Remember that whole show was fucking, um, Oh my God. Lip syncing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Cause they were like, not really thought Singer. of as right. talented, right, 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 right. even though they are, and they should be in the hall of fame. Don't get me started. Yeah. And also but, that song, Hey, with a monkey, that is a fucking jam. Yeah, they have a lot of bangers. And then remember the George Michael Freedom video when all the supermodels lip synced. Also an amazing video. Great video. Great song. And then of course you have the Millie Vanilli scandal. Oh, and then remember um the CNC Music Factory scandal where they had Martha Wash sing the 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 refrain or the sort of yelling. And then they put in a hot lady oh, in the video. I didn't know that. Sued. Yeah. Good, good. I'm glad. That was one of the first CDs I owned. And I should... Me too. Well, well it was a cassette. Really? CC Music Look. Factory. First one. Look at us. <laughs> That's, why. That's why we're friends. But yeah, I should clarify. Martha Wash is hot too. Um but she's not hot in the eyes of like the industry because she's considered, you know, too big or whatever at that time yeah, to be in the music video. So God. she sued, she got the money, whatever. Anyway, and then they show they included in the article a lot of links to famous drag performances where before drag was a thing, it started to like be developed into a true artistry. Yeah. And led up to what it is now where it's like fucking true art yes what these really is drag queens do but uh, it was just so fun to read because who would even think to put all of that on a timeline of like here's how lip syncing began and where we are today i it's (laughs) so interesting it really is do you would you uh say you're a good lip syncer yeah, because I know a lot of lyrics. Mm-hmm. What about you? Yes, and I also think you're a good lip syncer because you do the little extra things that they have in there, like the <laughs> stop. Because no, you know what I mean. Like like the you hear that you you do it. Like I think about us lip syncing. Uh, it's raining men, and we freaking crush that. Stop it. It's true. <laughs> we fucking crushed it. We do. We are the best 
at lip syncing that song. I and because you I'm add the other things like disagree. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to add those. <laughs> That's those so in there. true. And like the spoken word yes. parts. Ha, ha. You know, <laughs> and you have to like have get into it. we got news for you. Yes. You better listen. Mm-hmm. There you yeah, go. Yeah, you're right, Sarah. We're incredible. Yes. And you got to like get the, the movements and do like, like, you know what? It's exactly like what a good drag show has. You have to have like yeah. exaggerated mouth movements to, to go along with the words. and Attitude. You know, attitude. Right. Mm. Yes, I love it. better work. Yes. There you go. All right. That's all I got for you today, man. Gosh, I love it. Oh, man. Well, I hope everyone um, had a nice escape from hell. And I want to just like like dangle out a little like exciting, ooh, history of for next time because I can't wait to bring you the history of the thong. (gasps) Oh, And there's so much more to it than you even know. I'm so happy right now. I know. I See, thought you would be. So I just like leave that as like a little teaser for the next episode. Oh, I am here for that. <laughs> thank you, Sarah. And thank you all for listening. Please don't forget to leave us a five-star review. It means so much. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.